Whiskey Business is brought to you by the law offices of Saya and Pyatt and by Marcus Crosswoods Theater. Having a to-do list with nothing pressing to actually do on that list is maddening. It might just be today's list. Tomorrow might be jam-packed with things to do, but today's, not so much. I had to call the cable company today about a low-hanging wire. No big deal. Call the cable company. We made an appointment, or at least they said somebody would call to make an appointment, and then we hung up. Ten minutes later, I got a call from the cable company, one of those automated survey things, which normally I hang up on, but not today. No, 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 no. Today, I took the survey, and in fact, I was disappointed today that there were only five questions asked of me before it was all said and done. Then, <laughs> then the man who was scheduling the appointment called me to find out what the problem was. And what would have sufficed would have been, I have a low-hanging cable wire that needs pulled back up. And we would have been done. But no, no, not today. Today, I told him I have a low-hanging cable wire because, you see, I had some trees removed out back, and I think the cable wire was actually propped up high in the trees, and once the trees were cut down, I think that's what caused the cable wire to come back down. He also didn't need to know that the guys that did the job, the tree guys, did a really great job and at an affordable price, but nonetheless... He listened, and then I was extremely disappointed when, when there wasn't another survey call after that to see how his service was. I could have I gotten involved in things that are never on my to-do list. I, I could have cleaned out a drawer. I could have organized my CD collection. Yes, I still have CDs. Shut up. Or I could have organized all my famous author first edition books alphabetically. A to-don't list, if you will. <laughs> Not proper English, but you get my point. Welcome to Whiskey Business, a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. And that whole little soliloquy, whatever you want, will actually make some sense when I introduce our guest here in just a little bit. Uh, we also have our guest bottle, which we always introduce first. Tonight we'll be sampling a little Breckenridge bourbon whiskey from Colorado, 86 proof, not, not too strong, but it's a very special special release bottle, and uh, we'll talk more about that later. Hansberry, my yep. producer, well, I should also say we are broadcasting uh, in front of a live audience at Brew Brothers yeah. here at El Dorado Side of the Downs. Oh. How could I forget you? How could I forget you, lovely people? You're right in front of me. Jesus. I, I had to get a beer, even though this is whiskey business. You had to get a beer. Mm -hmm. Our guest, who I'll introduce in just a moment, had to have her wine. Uh, and I do say her because we get a lot of grief. Quit leaning. We get, we get a lot of grief about <laughs> not having enough women on whiskey business. I'm just going to lead He's us leaning. right off the He's stage. leaning. He's leaning. The, the table's going to slide right off the stage. So we'll, we'll introduce her in just a second. But um, for those of you who, who come down here to gamble and eat, uh, I don't know from what part of town you come from, but um, it, was, it was tough getting down here. The, the, the traffic was, was just horrible. I left at 5 o'clock. I, I thought I got smart, Hansberry, and left and got off of 71 South. Right. And then, you know, I said, I'll just get downtown and I'll get on High Street 23 and no. just go... That was a mistake. Mistake, yeah. That was traffic everywhere. But what I did learn, because I've not traveled that road 23 south in quite some time, I saw things that I honestly was not aware of because I don't live in that part of town or, or travel on that part of town. There are some gentlemen's clubs. There, are, there, 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 is, there, is a, <laughs> there is, first of all, there is a Wayne Webb's uh, a bowling alley. Okay. Wayne Webb. 
Famous. I, is he? Famous. From Columbus? Famous bowler. From I here? believe so, yes. Famous bowler in, the, there, in, in the Pro Bowlers Hall of Fame. Um, and there is. There is a gentleman's club. Mm -hmm. I passed a place called House of Babes, which I assume is a uh, adult entertainment venue yeah. of some sort. I, 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 or, or, or maybe it's literally you just go in and it's just a house of babes. I mean, everybody that lives there might be really beautiful, right? And, and that's and that's it. And they call it the house of babes. Or maybe the it's movie, like maybe it's like, like a really special apartment complex where it's nothing but beautiful women that live there. <laughs> and and the uh, the apartment building is called House of Babes. And you show up and they're like, "Excuse me, you're in our house." Yeah, we're the house of babes. So that's there on on South High Street, right? And well, also a Hardee's. I will, I will go home. There's that a way. Hardee's. Hardee's. They've been talking about Hardee's coming to Columbus forever. Now there is one on South High Street. I love Hardee's, and that's where my life is at, people, where I'm more excited about Hardee's than I am the House of Babes. <laughs> but that's honest. Well, right. come, come talk to me when you go to Racks. I'm going to go to Racks. When you find oh, a Racks. Oh, I know. Uh -huh. The elusive Racks. We're thrilled to be here. I mentioned the guest bottle. Now it is time to introduce our very special guest, uh, a lady who I've known off and on through the years, but only in, in recent times here have I actually had the pleasure of being in the same building with her. Um, if you do listen to this podcast on a regular basis, you know that I am no longer in that building. I, uh, I, uh, I no, left Sunday 95 on Friday, but Christy Kemper is still on our bidding from QFM 96. Christy Kemper, everybody. Yes, 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 yes. Well, you know, Dino, Brew Brothers and Eldorado Cider Downs is pretty much my home away from home. Is they, it really? They do have a cot for me every once in a while, so when I decide to stay. <laughs> I believe it. No, it's true. And you know why? Uh, just in case, but I live a mile and a half from here. So you're talking about your trek yeah. coming down High Street, and I'm sorry, you, you were remiss in not mentioning Fox Run, which is right over here. Wonderful. A uh, gentleman's club. Uh, I, I, I wasn't looking for a gentleman's <laughs> club. I was just talking. Was is it on 23 South as well? Uh, yeah, it's right across the street. Mm, well, I was but just going down High Street and uh, right house, behind the gas station. The house Go of figure. Babes popped out at me, and I like okay, and that's interesting. Fox Run with two X's or one? Uh, no, just, just one okay, X. Right, got it. And the bruises and Miracles veins shine brightly under the lights. So, <laughs> so you come here. You come down to El Dorado Side of Downs on a regular basis. I do. Well, I'm here every Thursday night for QFM 97. Do you know, by the way, what's been going on with you, man? Uh, oh, Is nothing. Yeah, you, know, you, you know, it's been a long time, so nothing. any life changes, anything that we need to talk about? I'm, I'm three days in. I'm three days in to not, to not working at Sunday 95, and, and I'm talking about a, a, an empty to-do list third day in. And Hardee's. And Hardee's, yeah. But so, Greg, I'm with you, Rax. Two thumbs up. So I think I got to step it up because you, 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 speaking of to-do, my run at Sunny was 24 years. You have been in this business now for how many? Well, I've been in radio for 32 years. 32 years. 27 of which have been with QFM 96. Wow, wow. Which is really unheard of. And, no, that's crazy. And quite honestly. That's crazy. As a 52-year-old female still introducing Led Zeppelin, I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know how much longer I can pull this off, but I think that remains to be seen. You're pulling it off. So, so 20, 30 years, how, yes. I'm trying to do the math. How old I started, started in radio when I was 15 years old. I was lucky enough, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio. I went to Centerville High School, home of the Elks. And my high school had a two-year radio broadcasting program. So your junior and senior year, if you qualified for the radio program, student-run, 10-watt educational, uh, and you had to audition. And I got in because I was the talker in the class. Uh, so WCWT, which is still in operation, and uh, from there, that's how my, my career really started. Started working for the local radio station in Dayton called WTUE. I did phone-out research, went to OU, and then it progressed from there. Wow. Now, let me ask you, did you have, you have a very distinctive voice as far as broadcasting goes, and it's an amazing voice for radio. It's a sexy voice in person. Did you have that voice when you were 15 years old? No, actually, no, I didn't. This is years of like, well, just say vices, but how it really started um, when I was 13 years old, I contracted a disease called Guillain-Barre syndrome. I am familiar with it. 
which in layman's terms means French polio. Yeah. So uh, after it was diagnosed, I was literally paralyzed from head to toe, had to learn everything all over again, had to learn to speak and, and talk and walk. Wow. And when I went through the speech therapy, my voice lowered two octaves. And when it did, that's when someone said, you've got the resonance for radio. Again, my high school had the radio program, and that's how it all began. Of course, years of smoking and drinking boxed wine yeah, has really you know, helped with that. When I, when I listened to some of the earlier, uh, they played some stuff back on, on my last day when I first started there, and, and like, uh, who's that kid yeah, but you know, that's, that's, that's on Sunday 95, and then, yeah, uh, the bourbon and the cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's not... You get it, it's, yeah. It's, no, I like to think it... Uh, it takes its... Not its toll. I think it is... I think it is uh, offered up a a quality to our voices that we might not have had had we not partaken in these vices. I, I have a maturity and, and a resonance <laughs> about my voice that I didn't have, you a know, maturity. 15. Yeah, it's a maturity. And a, and a resonance. <laughs> Here's what I find amazing about these conversations that I have. I, I've, I've known you for a long time. The story you just told me about uh, being ill as a child, I had no idea. No idea. And Is that common knowledge? Uh, no, it, actually it's not. And I told you, I'm a self-discloser, so you're going to hear a lot about, about oh, me tonight. Um, Guillain-Barre, you know, it's a rare disease. And if you could ask me to describe myself in certain terms, there's one term in particular. I'm very, very self-conscious. And the reason being is even though I survived Guillain-Barre uh, and, and I came through it, the left side of my face is still paralyzed. Yes, it is. So I know. And my husband goes, what are you talking about? Well, yeah, what are you talking I about? I am, to me, I, I've got a, I got a wonky pucker. If, if that. <laughs> she said pucker. Great, with great. I said wonky pucker, <laughs> which would make a great band name, by the yeah. way. But, and they're playing at the basement, I think, next week. But uh, yeah, the left side of my face is still paralyzed. So my eye winks, my face droops. And I think that it's so noticeable to everyone uh -huh. and, and no one would ever um, know. You know. And now you're drawing attention to it, and yeah. I still don't see it. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, no. No, I do. So no one look at the side of my face. <laughs> you could do a whole Phantom of the Opera <laughs> thing. I, I could. You know what? I could wear a mask, and it would all, it would all be good. But and nobody would, have, nobody would question the mask. But I think that's what I like working uh, about on radio, is that I've got, I've got this you yeah. know, to hide everything. But you can't hide behind it. I mean, your personality comes through on this. Obviously, it has, I mean, through the years. Did your parents, what did your parents want you to be? My parents wanted me to be anything that I, that I wanted. My, my father always said, find what you love and find a way to make a living doing it. Mm -hmm. And to me, it was, it was a no-brainer. I mean, I didn't have the smarts. I was a C-average student, for the most part. Went to OU, and the only reason that... Let's, I, uh, that let's I, be honest, an education's overrated. <laughs> it's really overrated. <laughs> so I go to OU, and they have, of course, one of the best journalism schools in the country, but I majored in communications. But when I applied to OU, my grades were so bad, they said, we can only admit you to the College of Communications, or no, to, the, to University College. I had to literally write a letter to the board and explain to them I probably have more experience doing radio than most of your graduates, and this is why, mm -hmm. and that's the only reason I got accepted into the College of Communications, because I was a mediocre student, and I don't like being mediocre in any aspect of my life, but in high school, I was all about socializing, I was all about, oh, do you like me, what can I do to make you like me, and, and what can I do to, you know, to, to make sure that you remember who I am, and so that's how I got into college. Wow. That's, a, that's the whole story right that's there. That's pretty much it. And QFM? All right, so after I got out of OU, mm -hmm. uh, you know there's a radio station here in town called The Blitz. Right. Way back before they turned to that, they were called Magic 99.7. I vaguely remember that. Yes. And they were a classic rock station. Mm -hmm. So the news director there was Jim LaCrone. Do you remember the name Jim LaCrone? Do not. Jim LaCrone, you want to talk about a ballsy type of voice, that was Jim LaCrone, and he was news director, I worked with him in Athens. So when I graduated, he said, you got this morning show called Jeff and Smokey. Jeff and Smokey. Jeff and Smokey in the morning at Magic 99.7. He goes, we're looking for, and I hate to use this derogatory term, but we're looking for a news gal slash giggle mistress. Oh, no, giggle mistress. I, yeah, we'll get to that in a second, but go ahead, continue. Okay. And I'm 22 years old, first real job in radio. I graduate on a Saturday at OU. 
drive up here for the interview Saturday. I get hired. I start that Monday morning. I mean, literally two days after I graduated college. I am working in Columbus, Ohio at Magic 99.7. On the morning show. On the morning show. Yeah. So I'm driving from Dayton. I hadn't moved here. I'm still living at mom and dad's house in the basement, driving from Dayton, coming here to Columbus. And at that time, there was no 65-mile-an-hour speed limit, by the way. So it was an hour, 45-minute drive at 3 o'clock in the morning. Had an accident. Got T-boned at an intersection on High Street. My mother said, you're done with that job. You're coming back home and you're staying. (laughs) Uh So 22 years old, yes, mom. Uh, And then after that point, I got hired for a radio station in Springfield called The Big Wazoo. And they were one of the first, they were 1029, The Big Wazoo. We were one of the first radio stations in the country. I started doing overnights and it was adult contemporary. I'm playing Fairy Cross the Mersey. I'm playing, yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff. Very Uh adult contemporary. Well, they were one of the first radio stations in the country to turn to, at that time, we consider active rock, winger, Cinderella, bullet boys. So they fired the whole staff, kept me. So I worked there for two years, and then a friend of mine, Sky Walker, who used to work for QFM. Okay, I do remember Sky. Him and I went to college together. He said, Gail Hogan, who had the job before I did, and before her, it was J.J. Jeffries. So Gail Hogan was leaving. Skywalker called me. He said, Gail's leaving. We got the position open, morning news. I thought about you. Sent my tape and resume. Heard nothing. Nothing at all. In fact, the GM and the program director were on their way to Indianapolis to interview Christy from the Bob and Tom show. Uh. Didn't even give me a second thought. So they're on the way. They're on I-70. They tuned in Wazoo. They heard me. They said they turned the car around, called up, and said, your tape and resume sucked, but hearing you live on the air was completely different. And they said, can you meet us for an interview? Now, granted, I was eight months pregnant at this time (laughs) with my first child. So I said, fine, where do you want to meet? They said, at a truck stop off I-70. So just so you know, I was not working at the truck stop when they hired me. That's <laughs> where we met, so I could get hired. So I'm driving an 85 Azuzu Mark, belly out to here, and we meet at Ma Kettles, and they eat chili. I remember <laughs> distinctly, they each had chili with onions, and I thought I was going to puke, and they go, dude, you're hired. When, we'll pay your maternity leave. I gave birth in October of 1991. I started in December of 1991, and that's how long I've been at Cuba. Wow. So in a nutshell, Reader's Digest condensed version, that's pretty much been my career over the last 32 years. And you've been there, and you've, and you've been the, actually, uh, I mean, QFM is one of those stations that seems to get a morning show and hold on to a morning show for a while. But you've been through various incarnations of the morning show, but the one thing that stayed constant is you well me and jerry elliott yes you and jerry the two of us yeah and we have been and that's in this business as you know it can be very fickle and uh to have that longevity and i think a lot of it has to do with the brand there's only five radio stations in the country that are still doing the same type of format that qfm is and Mm -hmm. classic rock classic whatever you want to call it and qfm has been doing it for over 40 years now so I remember when I was at OU, the only, there was, by the way, nothing in OU besides bars and in Meigs County, when the wind blew, mm-hmm. you knew what kind of crop they were having, if you get my drift. I so that's all drift. we had down there in Athens <laughs> County. But the only way you could get QFM 96 is if you had cable hookup to your FM receiver. And I was a huge uh, Pat Wags and JJ fan. So was I. That was the first station I listened to in college. And I kept thinking, JJ Jeffries, she is just awesome oh to get out of OU and to have JJ's Jeff you know JJ's job I would absolutely love you know come to find out four years later that's exactly where I landed awesome mm-hmm. you know so I, I respect the brand I love the radio station I'm passionate about what we do I'm passionate about the fans and I think that that translates to how well the morning show is, is kind of stayed together. I think absolutely. I think I, I think when they latch on to you and you're, you're a voice that they're comfortable with, you're a voice that they trust. I think that I think there's a lot to be said about that, which um, I came to realize in my last week at Sunday 95, and I didn't realize the impact uh, of being on for a long time. And I think you don't because we take it for granted yes, we a do. lot. Where you have people that tell you all the time, I've listened to you, you know, I love listening. 
like I said, I'm here at Cider Downs a lot. Mm -hmm. And then uh, at one time when they were doing Rhythm and Brewers, I was in this, this particular establishment every Thursday. And then that, when that was over, then we would do bike nights. And people would come up to me and we would talk. But it's not until something happens and you have a life-changing experience right. that you realize... There is so much I've taken for granted and how much you were... That's one thing I say to listeners. Do you know how much I appreciate you listening? I, I do. I, it's not that I even took it for granted. I just didn't... It didn't register? It, it didn't it, register. It didn't... I, once I took, I took the listeners for granted, I would never have done that. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, we'd be out of jobs. This is true. I think if we take listeners for granted, we're, we're out. We're out. If we ever think that we're better than them... See ya. You can never be above. You've yeah. got, I mean, yeah. I'm yeah. relatable to everybody. You yeah. could be one of them. I, I was just overwhelmed of the fact, but I guess if you do something, you know, I, it, it doesn't matter if it's radio, if it's television, if it's working at a library. You know, if you've been the librarian for 24 years and you decide you're going to leave, you've got people who have been checking out books and talking to you for 24 years that are going to miss you. And they're in that outpouring of, of, of whatever it is that they love about you is going to show itself. And here's another thing. You know, the impression that you make on people and the genuine person, do you know, that you are, all right? It doesn't matter mm. what happens with your career. You know you always have a place in this community. It could be an Ohio State player, you know, that leaves and they, and they always come back and they're, they're doing whatever. If you are respected what you're doing when you're first in this town, you, can, you always have a home here. Well, always. I, I appreciate that, but... Um this podcast is about you, so uh, let me go back to... No, I want to wax poetic uh, no, 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 about I don't want to wax poetic You know what? I'm me. your grasshopper. You uh, need to teach me about this uh, sipping whiskey. Uh, I'm, one, I'm not comfortable with it. Two, it's boring. <laughs> Three, I want to talk back when they first said that we're looking for somebody and they used the word giggle mistress. And that, I swear. I've heard giggle mistress. I've heard giggle box. I've heard um, uh, just... Uh, I've heard some other actually more disparaging things, which I can't. More derogatory. More, I more derogatory. Yeah. But yeah, somebody that just, ha ha, laugh, 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 laugh. And has it changed much from then till now? Yes, I absolutely think it has. 25 years later, um, I believe for women in, in, in radio, and actually Stacy and I, we've talked about this. Right. I think we've progressed to the point where we're more than just laughing at the jokes right. and just kind of being there and reading the news. We had to evolve. We had to. Am I wrong in saying that even in this modern day that there might be some radio station somewhere in this country that would still unconsciously in their mind want to hire a giggle mistress? Absolutely. And I think it's and more... And would there be someone... Would there be, in, in your opinion, maybe some young woman who wants to get into broadcasting that would take the job? To pay her dues mm -hmm. and maybe go, you know what, if I have to do this for a couple Should of years... Should there be dues like that to have to pay in this, right now, with shouldn't be. everything, you know, being the way it is, uh, the empowerment of women, uh, the Me Too movement? Should a woman in radio have to put up with being a giggle mistress? I'd like just, just to, to not get think started. so. No, I think that uh, more and more radio stations and broadcast companies realize our contribution is more than just that. You've got to have, I don't care if you're doing afternoons, you're doing mornings, you've got to have more of a personality to be able to relate to the audience. And just laughing in the background is not going to cut it. And it's more, it, I think it started to happen more than the Me Too movement. I think it's been happening steadily over the past 15 years mm -hmm. that we're moving out of that, that description of who we are. Because I know I have. And, and I had to push through. I mean, the days of Daddy Wags, that was what I was relegated to. I mean, Daddy Wags was bigger than life. Love the, the man to death. Hard shoes to fill. But he was the man in charge. And he let you know what your role was. I think growing into the role that... I, he, I, he's, uh, Obviously, he's a, he's a he's a dear friend of both of oh, us. Oh, absolutely! But yeah. he did. He took that. He took that persona. You know, I will tell you what your role is on this show. I would never in a million years dream of defining. This is what you're supposed to do on, on this radio show. I would say, this is what I hope you can contribute to this radio show. But I would never say this is how you are. Can you imagine me saying that to my former co-host? Uh, no. no. Now he did say that. 
or at least it was it was uh, intimated with J.J. Jeffries because I'd like to consider her the forerunner uh, in radio as far as one that said, no, I am not going to be relegated to that role. And so she would physically be in the studio because she would have another studio where they would be in charge of turning her mic on just like me, mm-hmm. all right? So we don't want to hear you. Your mic goes off because we control it in the main studio to the That's point crazy. where she said, I'm... I'm going to take my stuff into the main studio where you can't turn off my mic. Good for and, her. and JJ, she was kind of the, the forerunner to do that, to say, I am not going to be put in the background. I'm not going to talk when you tell me to talk. I'm going to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I admire that. Do you feel a responsibility as a, as a, as a woman in broadcasting right now, oh, especially with everything the way it is with, 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 you know, women empowerment, Me Too, so forth. Do you feel an added responsibility to your job? I absolutely do. Working for a rock station and working for two guys where all three of us (laughs) sometimes are not politically correct (laughs) and you can't hear me rolling my eyes on the radio, (laughs) but it happens more often than it should. Okay, so I want to be part of the fun and listen, uh, I'm one of the guys. That's one thing about me. I am not a shrinking violet. Uh, I'm a strong personality. I don't want to fall into that role where I'm going to be as crude and crass as everybody else. I still have to have a little bit of decorum, just a skosh, <laughs> you know. But that's one thing that I hear about female from female listeners. It's like you say the things that we wish that we could say, Good. and you're saying <laughs> so. Good. Maybe I am making a little bit of an impact, and maybe that is helping with female listeners going. You know what? If it was just two guys talking, eh, I don't know. But the fact that we get a little bit female perspective, and you're not just the chick giggling in the background, right. that we actually hear from you and hear your opinion different from your two co-hosts, then I feel good about that. Well, let me get your perspective, since we use that word, on what we're drinking tonight, because we always like to come back and revisit our guest bottle. This is the Breckenridge bourbon. I mentioned, I told you before we started the podcast that it was a, it was a, a lighter fare, only 86% proof. Thank you for that. Now, (laughs) we all know, okay, there are three things in my life. Uh, That is the love of cats, uh, boxed wine, and uh, butt rubs. So, uh, butt rubs. Butt rubs. (laughs) Those are the three things that I enjoy in my life. Uh, In that order? In that order. My cats. Cats. Boxed wine. Butt and butt rubs. butt rubs. So you can't put, you know, oh, they're never no, being... No, it, it depends on what kind of weekend I'm having. Oh, you can't, you can't switch them up? <laughs> can't go butt rub first, box of wine, and let me cuddle with my cat? Let me cuddle with it. it <clears throat> like I said, it depends on what kind of weekend I'm having. But mm-hmm. I am your grasshopper. You need to teach me. I am not a whiskey. Take a sip. Take a sip. It's been watered down a little bit now because of the ice we've been sitting here. And two, two tell us about the... Because Colorado is really putting out some good stuff now. Colorado's putting out some good whiskeys, and this is one of them. I told you. What do you taste? Just whiskey? No, I taste... Do you detect anything? Sweet? A little bit of sweet. Okay. I taste actually just a hint of maybe caramel. Good for you. Good for you. Is that right? Is that the right answer? Well, you know, I was going to say there's a little bit of fruit and caramely taste to this. Almost almost like someone was making... If somebody was making whiskey pancakes, this might be in there. This might be it. Now... It has, for me, it's all about the aftertaste. You know, it doesn't burn. It's got a good finish. Yeah. It's got a good finish. It's got a nice, smooth finish. And even though it smells, the aroma is a little fruity and a little, you know. It's not not as harsh as some that I've had. But the first sip is a little peppery. I'll take that. A little peppery. Yeah, it's got a, uh, for those who love, our, who love whiskey, it's 38% green rye, 56% yellow corn, and 6% unmalted barley. It's aged uh, about two years. And, That's uh, a good finish, it's, it is. It's in our, it's in our wheelhouse of, of whiskey business. We love bottles that are 50 bucks and under. And this one retails at about $39.99, 40 bucks in some stores, maybe 44 but... Thumbs up on the Breckenridge, in my opinion. I think I can find that at uh, my local Kroger here in Grove City. You might be able to. Yeah, you guys have a great liquor store in Grove City. And not only that, but we have a bar, and my husband and I have not been there lately, (laughs) and we've had people going, are you guys okay? Where have you been? We haven't seen you at the Kroger bar lately. (laughs) (laughs) They have a bar? We've got a bar at our Kroger, and it's, it's awesome. 
and we went in just to. She knows. Yes, you go to yeah. the bar, ma'am. You, you know go to what? the bar at Kroger. Yeah, the bar at Kroger. Let me I ask know. you. Uh, just 65. Nod, just nod for me. Do you actually just go to the bar just to go to the bar, or do you actually shop there as well? Yeah. But you combine the two. Have you ever just gone to the bar just to go to the bar at Kroger? Like, well, then, honey, you haven't lived. Yeah. <laughs> Soon enough. Until you just go to Kroger to go to the bar. I want to talk to you. We How we, okay, so our, so our Kroger you know. here at 665, uh, they had just been through two years of remodeling. And uh, we were so excited, and it was right around Christmas time when they uh -huh. finished everything, and the bar was open. We were all excited. So the husband is in Kroger. I'm in Kroger. We're doing some Christmas shopping. Yeah, at Kroger. Neither one of us knew that we were there, so we're trying to text each other going, oh my God, the bar in Kroger has opened up. And so we actually run it into each other with our carts. And I said, have you seen the Kroger bar? <laughs> we literally left our carts in an aisle, went over to the Kroger bar, sat down, uh, you know, tried to taste some wine. Only planned to spend, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes there. Three hours <laughs> later, we are trying every wine they had. And then one of our coworkers shows up because uh -huh. his wife is the manager of the bar and then we stay another hour so no grocery shopping got done no christmas shopping got done <laughs> do you do you go to the bar first and then go shopping because that would seem very dangerous to me well then there, then there's that uh, because that would seem like i would be like hammered and like the only thing that would be in my cart would be like four Packages of double stuff Oreos, hot pockets, uh, po hot pockets. No, no, you know what happened? Yeah. Actually, after, after we were drinking at the Kroger the bar for four hours, I had to get the take-home pizzas, and yeah, then taking that good. home to turn on the oven and not burn the pizza—that was an experiment. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Dino, I know how to live. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, let's talk about that, how, how, how you live. I mean, you, do, you, do you think you live a rock and roll kind of life? You work at a rock and roll station. I've been very fortunate. Um, I have a husband who plays in a band, so we're out just about every weekend where he plays all around Columbus. So I'm out more than I think anybody else at the radio station is, so I am surrounded by the listeners uh -huh. more than anybody else. I'm here on Thursday nights, like I said, for bike night, on weekends at different bars with the husband playing. They're all cue listeners. I don't think I live the rock and roll lifestyle. What I am, I'm a genuine person. Mm -hmm. The person you get on the radio is the same person you get in person. There's, me, there's no difference. Let me tell you, I used to get a lot of grief about my nightlife and burning both, burning the candle. Oh, and both I believe ends. me, I owned a bar at one point. So okay, yeah. right. So, but you. You, darling, in the, in, in the time that you've been in my building, you know, whatever my exploits and the myth and mythology of what I've done over the course of... of, of uh, Mama goes strong, let's just say you that. You put me to shame. <laughs> well, you I know bow what? to you, Christy Kemper. I will drink to that. I bow you know to what? you and your exploits. You know, and I, I really try to be... Well, I, I hope that I'm as professional as possible. But I show up every day for you, work. That's it, man. That's it. I have never called off work because I was hungover or, 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 or anything that was, that was connected to alcohol the night before. If I was legitimately sick with the flu, sure. But if it was alcohol-related, uh-uh, man. You play... <laughs> You, you play, you play. Hold yourself accountable. Yeah, right? You absolutely. know what you were getting yourself into. Absolutely. You know, you got a job to pay the bills. Not to mention those were some of the best shows I ever had. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I always said, I'm funnier when I'm still drunk in the morning. Okay, I think so. Smell coming, but. too. Oh, Chris, was at a bike night. <laughs> no, the only time that I was, when I, like I said, I owned a bar here in Grove City with my ex-husband uh -huh. for three years. And I was doing everything. I was doing the morning show, and then I would have to go open the bar. I was doing the liquor orders. I was cooking the food. I'd have, you know, managers that would call off. I'd close the bar. I wouldn't get home till 1 in the morning. The alarm would go off at 3.30, mm -hmm. and then I'd start all over again. Right. So I next to getting married the first time, owning a bar was the second worst mistake of my life. Yeah. You know? That was... But that I, was the only time that, I, that I'm like, I gotta, something's got to give here. Something's yeah. got to give. I remember that I had a lot of those... You know, oh my gosh! It's uh, sometimes I didn't even go to sleep. Sometimes I just went right to work. <laughs> I tried to, and yeah, I would. Oh, have I did that a lot. Yeah, I have more of those than probably you. Yeah. Where I did. Uh, it's okay. I don't judge. I don't true. judge. Or there were forty-eight to seventy-two hour days because <laughs> they just everything yeah. I was doing. <laughs> I got to get off this I ride. Know, exactly. <laughs> oh my God! Stop the world! I want to get off. <laughs> Daddy needs a nap. <laughs> 
<laughs> you mentioned you were, uh, when you took the job, you were pregnant, and, and then you had it. How many children do you have? Uh, only one, never have more children than car windows. <laughs> well, and the reason being is my husband at the time, I wanted more children. I just knew that I could not have more children with him. I understand. Okay? I understand. My, my, my first marriage was a Jerry Springer ending first marriage. So. And how does your child, do you have a son or a daughter? I have a daughter. You she a, will be 27. 27. How does she feel about mom? in the business that she's in so funny she could care less and in fact she forgets and <laughs> and where she works back in the storeroom they listen to qfm right and she goes back in the store and they're like hey we heard your mom talking about you she goes yeah 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 she's one that took it for granted because she hasn't known any different since the day she was born i mean her birth was live on the air at wazoo in springfield so she to her it's like yeah my mom's in radio it's no big deal oh my god i heard your mom yeah yeah that's my mom at Whatever. some point though at some point while she was growing up it had to be it had to be cool for her, and it had to have bragging rights, and it had to be something of note. Like you don't know my daughter. It turns out, <laughs> no, she could give a rat's ass what mom really? does. You know, really? I, I think when she gets older, she, she'll appreciate it. I just think that it's like, it's just who my mom is. My and, mom is my mom, and, and yeah, does, she works in radio, but whatever. And does she have any, you know, like your, 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 your husband is in a rock and roll band, you're in radio. Does she have any aspirations of being in, in for lack of a an all-encompassing word entertainment she is an extraordinary writer extraordinary she loves everything pop culture she actually went to my alma mater OU she got accepted to the Scripps School of Journalism oh, wow. have to write which is hard to get in all right so that's awesome okay oh my god my daughter's going to my alma mater and and she's she got into Scripps and she's gonna do something and then she said you know what journalism not my thing I'm gonna be an English major so she graduated, you know, cum laude at OU, and she's still working part-time at Target. <laughs> so how's that English degree working well, out for you? There's a lot of English majors out there that probably are in the same predicament, but... I have high hopes for her. She knows what she wants. She has she, strengths. You say she's an excellent writer. Is oh, she, excellent. Is she writing? She is writing. She has a blog. She does her own blog. A lot of it. She's a, she's a pop culture enthusiast. Uh, she writes on a couple different sites. Uh, her Twitter account is actually really good. And I'm just hoping that at least at, at, at one point someone will take notice, but she's got to do more for her life than just wait for someone to come to her. Hansberry has a question. I, I got little kids, and I, uh, you know, I, I dream about in 20 plus years that first drink that I have. You know, this is whiskey business. Do you go out to the bar? Do you go to the Kroger bar with your daughter? And what's that like? What was that when you when you had your, your first first wine with her at a bar? I had. Uh, I had a really good relationship with my daughter. I, over, I overcompensated as a mother because her, her dad really wasn't in the picture. So I did everything for my daughter to the point where I really never gave her a lot of tools to move in the world. So when she got out on her own, it's like, right. oh my God, I am going to melt. So the first time, she, she wasn't a drinker. She wasn't a wild child. Didn't have her first joint or her first drink until she got to college at OU. And I really? remember, oh yeah, absolutely. So I remember mom's weekend at OU. I'm like, well, if we're going to get hammered as mother and daughter, this is the time to do it. Now or never, baby. Uh, and that was the first time. And, you know, she was fine. She's like, I don't want to get annihilated. I don't want to get sick. Very responsible. And she, but, and and she, she was, was my old, daughter. She was, she was, she was probably and, uh, 20 by the know. time she had her first drink. Yeah. See, my daughter had, you know, when she graduated, we had the champagne and, and whatnot. And it wasn't on her 21st birthday, though, she was living in New York City. And I went up for her 21st birthday. And she threw down the gauntlet. I want to drink Jack Daniels with my dad. Aww. And I'm like, sweetheart, no, you don't. Yes, I do. I'm going, I'm going toe to toe with my with my pa on Jack Daniels. Needless to say, I can as understand I how to say as, as I swept the young lady up in my arms, <laughs> literally threw her over your shoulder. <laughs> she's puking down the hall. Poured her into a cab along with myself, and, and and took her back to the hotel I was staying at. Literally carried her up to the. I'm sure that had to look good in the hotel lobby. Guy coming in carrying a young girl in his arms. They go, anything? Uh, I'm fine. I'm just going up to my room. No, they're going again. <laughs> <laughs> really? 
tuck my daughter into bed, give her a little kiss on the forehead. Sweet moment. And she says quietly, thank you for your happy birthday, Pa. I go, you're welcome, sweetheart. Next morning, I'm having coffee. She rises up. How you feel, baby girl? Like ass. I feel like ass. <laughs> and it's all your fault. I'm the devil. <laughs> oh, man. And what is it about that rite of passage? Because when my daughter turned 21, I, I, I wasn't there, but her 21st birthday, friends took her out, and for some reason that is, I have got to get so drunk that you put me into 21. a car. Yeah, 21. And, and she told me, she said, I'm puking down the side of the car. Where, where were you on your 21st birthday? I you was had at a right, OU. You had a rite of passage, did I, you not? I did, and What'd I was do? sick as a dog. What happened? I didn't get sick, but you tell me your story, I'll tell you mine. All right, so I was uh, at OU, I was DJing uh, a bar called the Nickelodeon, and it was a buck to get in and a quarter of beer. <laughs> so I was doing the whole DJ thing, um, and everyone was, of course, buying me shots. And, and back then, it was kamikazes back in the 80s. Kamikaze shots mm -hmm. were the thing to do. So, of course, you're drinking 12-ounce quarter beers. Had about, I don't know, 10 of those, and then about 18 kamikaze shots. And when you're 21, you're invincible. Nothing can happen. That's you, right. And you know, and I'm much better as an adult now. I'd like to think that I've got more of a filter. When I hit that wall, <laughs> I'm done. And then I do the Irish goodbye. So oh, we're going yeah. to the bar together. Uh -huh. It's like, well, where'd Christy go? Well, I have uh -huh. no idea. So when I hit that wall, I know. But back at 21, it's like, oh, no, you are full. You are barreling down that highway. Screw everything. And it was like, who's going to hold my hair? As I'm back behind. And that's how it ended. I walk mm -hmm. out of the bar, and it was time to go and let loose, and then it was time to start drinking again. <laughs> I so always had an issue with my birthday. So, I, and I don't, have, I don't have the time or, or uh, the therapist available to go into the issues. But when I turned 21, I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. I was at Ohio State University. Okay. I was at Ohio State. I did not want to make a big deal out of 20. I'd already been drinking at Ohio State since... I got there. Well, so, you go to Ohio State, you start drinking at 12. Yeah, so the, the actual birthday wasn't that big of a deal. But uh, my girlfriend at the time said, what do you want to do? And I said, uh, let's go to what is now I think called the Thirsty Scholar, the Black Forest Inn on Lane Avenue and uh, right there on North Campus. Okay, yeah. It was the Black Forest Inn at the time. Esther Craw. Do you remember Esther Craw, accordion player? Esther Craw was a diminutive little lady, and mm -hmm. she played the accordion. And whenever QFM 96 would do the, um, the tacky Christmas bus tour, where mm -hmm. we would go around to all the homes that had Christmas displays, Esther Craw would serenade us with her accordion. I know Esther Craw. Esther yes. Craw was playing. <laughs> My girlfriend at the time said, uh, Dino doesn't want to big deal made out of his birthday but I would like to make a big deal out of his birthday so she invited she told people where some of my friends where I would be and you mentioned kamikazes uh, at that point the big the big shot was amaretto puffs Amaretto puffs. See, and that's an amaretto is an almond mm -hmm. liqueur, correct? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I just gagged a little in my mouth Amaretto, right and now. And you would, you would, you would, you would slam them, and, and they would, they would foam up, and then you shoot them down, and then you barf. I can't. To this day, I can nurse a little amaretto as a, as a, as a, as a digestive after dinner, but. Ugh. Uh, and also, everything else, you know, there was whiskey involved and so forth. Sure. So my friends start coming, we start drinking. I get hammered, but I end my 21st birthday <laughs> standing <laughs> on a table at the Black Forest Inn in my underwear <laughs> singing... Frank Sinatra, because I was, I was, I was, I was, I was even then I was a huge Sinatra oh, fan. Absolutely, in my underwear, <laughs> on a table at the Black Forest, 
singing My Way, accompanied by Esther Craw on the accordion. The end. Bravo. Yes. Beautiful. Dino, I'm sorry. You win. (laughs) (laughs) You win. That's a hell of a 21st. Yeah. That's a hell of a 21st. And then I left the building, and I went through the fire exit, and I hit the fire alarm. And and there I am, standing on the side of the Black Forest, in my underwear, fire alarms going off. And... uh, yeah. Raise your glasses uh, to Dino, yeah, everybody. Twenty-first birthday. Twenty-first that is was epic. A, was a memorable one, and one for the the books as they were. Okay, as we get close to wrapping things up, um, I have one more question for you, and okay. I'll get and I'll get to that before we wrap up. But I want to thank you in advance before I ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for being on the show. Um, oh, my pleasure. We, we love doing this podcast. Hansberry, uh, we, always ask, we always ask for, um, if you subscribe to it on iTunes, we ask for your comments. And uh, we, we, we got some, we got letters, lots of no letters. letters. What, what, are, what are some of the folks saying? Uh, well, we got a comment from a, a user. His name is DPP3436. I Dude, don't know. come up with a name. I, Can I you know, call him Randy? I, I know him well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, his his mom DP four nine great four is she's she's a, she's a doll, but anyway I I would just want to give him a shout out because he gave you five stars he gave whiskey business five stars he says great topics great discussions great work Dino truly enjoy the podcast keep up the great work yes. so please uh, if you like the show review and and rate us even if it sucks but when you do that it allows us to kind of raise through the ranks raises, on iTunes our profile and a little more bit. people will hear us and, and I promise that I'll I'll do even better work on whiskey business because right now it's the only job I got well <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> That's true, and I don't want to be doing whiskey. Well, you know what, you know, I'll drink drinking. to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be drinking have, Old Crow I here have in a minute. all then. kind of time to focus on this. <laughs> hey, you, you are. You're refocusing things. I'm refocusing. I'm going to I'm gonna hashtag that. Hashtag refocusment. Right. I'm not retiring. It's refocusing. I'm refocusing, which brings me to my last question. You mentioned earlier, you slipped it in there. You were how old? 52? I'm 52. 52 yeah. years of age. I was 59 when I bowed out of this most recent position. You've been in your job longer than I've been in my job, and you're younger. How long do you want to go, and if you had a dream way of ending it, what would it be? Well, first of all, the Mega Millions is $192 million, as I saw that coming in. <laughs> that is my retirement plan right now. Um, She's close. She could walk here every day and play. Honestly, and I, I talk about this a lot because nothing is guaranteed in this business. Mm-hmm. Nothing is guaranteed. I'd like to take this as far and as long as I can. I still want to remain relevant. When that time comes, I'd like to think that I know when it's coming. I'd like to be on my own terms. Right. Okay. We'll we all would. We all would. Okay. If that doesn't happen, I'd like to go out and hope that I made a difference and that uh, I am as well respected and loved as you have been. Oh, thank you. That's kind of you. And if I wasn't doing this and if the clock wasn't ticking, I would go back to school and I would be a nurse. A nurse. Absolutely, I would. A nurse. I am. uh, I know it's weird, but I am a. The ones at the bar are the nurses, mind you. I'm a nurturer by nature. I call myself Mama Christie because I kind of like give advice. I'm 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 a hugger. You are. In in the time that you've been in the building with us these last four or five years, however long you guys have been part of uh, the Columbus Radio Group family, you. Like I said, we've known each other for years. We've known of each other. We, 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 we have been, uh, you know, uh, partners. That, you're my radio brother, okay? Right, 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 right. But together for two and a half years in the same building that we've actually worked together. Yeah, and you, are, you have been extremely nurturing. I mean, every step of the way. And I can't help it, but understand, like I said, the Christie that you get on the radio and the Christie that you get when you meet me in person, there is no difference. The exact same person. And I'm just... I'd like to think that I'm I'm genuine. You, you are. Know? You are I, I suck know. at names, so when I call when no. I say hi, honey, that means I have no idea what your name is. <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, and I will concur with that. I mean, what you hear on the radio is what you get when you're away from the radio. Same with me. What you heard is that's what why you, you and I we, we is, get it. Yeah, is, is what you get, and and because of that, when I closed out 
that last break, I said, I, I just have two words <laughs> before I leave. <laughs> and I know that there was a huge amount of the population that thought it was going to be not thank you. It was going to be. <laughs> well, you would have ended it, but it wouldn't have. I, well, honey, I get it. I get it. But you know what, Dino? Damn it, you took the high road, my man. You took such the high, and that just is a testament uh, to the type of person that you are. Uh, and when you walked out of the studio, by the way, when, when Dino let, did his last break, uh, and he walked out of the, the Sunny Studios, and it's kind of like we're all lined in the hallway, uh -huh. and we all had half a glass of champagne, You walk, and your hand is full of, you know, black carnations that someone sent you. Someone sent me two dozen black carnations, <laughs> that's a joke, yes. 18 bottles of Jack Daniels. Oh my God. He walks out, we all clap, and then to see you at that point, kind of break down and go, uh -huh. you know what? I appreciate everything. I do appreciate and, everything. And you know, I, we were all the clamp, and I did the, <laughs> you know, we all did. And I appreciate you. I really do. I've appreciated working with you, but uh, as we go right to current moment as we speak, I can't thank you enough for doing this podcast with me. I want to have My you honor. back because I've made notes. And I have a lot more questions. So will you and come I've got back? a lot more answers. Will you come back? There's <laughs> a lot of things I want to dig in deeper to. But uh, last time I talked to anybody from QFM, it was Archie and Jerry, and it wound up being two-parters, and that's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> well, with Jerry, yeah. Well, you didn't even get into Jerry's kidnapping story, did you? That's next. That's, that's part next. three. Okay, all right. That's part three. Way to tease it. Way okay, to tease it. Can we do yes. the show at, uh, at the Kroger bar? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Actually, let's do the Dino and Christy podcast uh, at Kroger the Kroger bar. bar. I'm, I'm in. in. I'm in. in. We're all in. Everybody, let's go Krogering. <laughs> and when and I say that, if you we would mean, like to, we mean, yeah, 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 buddy. Thank you. Thank you, man. And by saying, let's go Krogering, I would not be opposed to having them be a sponsor of Whiskey Business. <laughs> <laughs> Dino's looking for sponsors. <laughs> All right. So let me say what I always say as we wrap things up. Uh, Whiskey Business is a Never the Luck production. Uh, I have had the pleasure of being your host, Dina Trapos, along with my wonderful producer, Greg Hansberry. Uh, all the thoughts, questions, laughs that have been expressed here tonight are never meant to offend, only to inform and hopefully entertain. And so, my friends, until the next bottle, see ya. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access.